welcome to the Bourbon Jets podcast, a podcast about bourbon and whatever else we decide to talk about. I'm your host, Mr. Pie, and with me, as always, is Marv. Hello, Mr. Pie. Your voice sounds a little bit different there. Just need some water. One minute. <laughs> it has been a long time in between podcasts. Is that better? Is that better? That's much better. You sound less like a 10-year-old girl now. <laughs> Welcome, Mav. Welcome back, Mr. Pie. We're Where, back. Where have you been? Uh, I've been sleeping. I've been turning up every three weeks at your house. Did you not know between June and December is when the bourbon gents are going to hibernation? No, I had no idea. You, you haven't turned up for any of them. So you've just been milling around my house every month. You should have seen the work I've put into this as well. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I'll tell you what's incredible. If we can make it through this podcast without fucking up, because it's been a long time. Without swearing, it would be good. Uh, no, our mockers as explicit again. All right, okay. I feel like as soon as we're back, we can say swear words now. Do you know that means um, we we can't be heard in India? You're kidding. No, yeah. Because they don't allow swearing. They don't in... allow swearing at all. No way. No, so any any podcast we're swearing in are, are barred from iTunes India. No way. Yeah. Okay, well, and apologies. We do, have, we do have fans there. Do we? <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> Correctionists. Okay, so Mr. Pye, it's been a long time between podcasts. What have you been up to? I've been, uh, like I said, I've been at your house every three weeks. (laughs) What what have you really been up to? I've been drinking. Good. That's always good. I've been uh, writing. Writing? Yes. Not for the website. (laughs) Our content output to the website, the reason we stopped the podcast in the first place to concentrate on the website, has has not gone so well, has it? Let me remind you, Mav, you said... Let's kill the podcast and our output for the website is going to go through the roof. Oh, well, I'll tell you what has gone through the roof on the website. The figures. The figures have gone crazy. So we haven't been uploading a lot of content for one reason or another, but the figures have just gone crazy. <laughs> it is, but I have no idea why either. Well, we did. Um, we broke 10,000 um, individual views or unique views in a month not yeah. too long ago. We're now up to nearly 20,000 in the space of a couple of months. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. Yes, and we're not doing hardly any content, so maybe that's the trick. <laughs> Maybe people are happy that we're not uploading content. But we have got we have got stuff in the bag to do. We have a lot of stuff in the bag to do. We've yeah. just been lazy and haven't done it. We've got four reviews coming up very soon. So they, they should be on site in January. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. And if the website figures go down after we upload that, we'll just stop uploading content. Okay. Well, my two would definitely be there anyway. Good. Good to know. Mine might be. Uh, also, I'd like to point out I have a cold, so I sound a bit weird today. Okay. So what have you been doing then in the last six months? Well, not writing anything for the website. No. Okay. That's given. I've been enjoying my time not editing this fucking podcast. <laughs> It's been, it's been quite uh, a relief. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've been working hard. Oh, incredibly hard. Have you? Incredibly hard. I bet. <laughs> I've aged. So I've got an extra few grey hairs. Um, but no, it's, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I have um, to dust this microphone off. And we haven't told people why we're back. Why are we back? Well, for our bourbon of the year, Mister Pie. Okay. So is this going to be a? Are we definitely going to do this every year? We're going to do this every year. I think the only podcast things we said we would do is the World Cup. Oh, right. And Bourbon of the Year. Which is, the World Cup's pretty soon, actually. It, it is, it is. So we'll be banging out those podcasts. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Bourbon of the Year. Everyone's here for Bourbon oh, yeah, of the Year. Sorry. We've um, been stringing this out. So <laughs> do you want to uh, give us a, an overview on what Bourbon of the Year is, Mr. Pye, and what the rules are? Um, of course, yes. Let's, um, let me just, <laughs> in the time on tradition, <laughs> we've just uh, prepared this too well, actually, haven't we? Well... Are you waiting for me to bring it up before you tell people the three rules of the, of the bourbon of the year? Right. The three rules are it's a bourbon either myself or you have tried. Yes. And it doesn't have to be in the last year. And what else is it? Do you want me to do the bourbon? Go on, yeah. okay, You're better so, at rules. This, so, is, this is almost like a mini project. So the bourbon of the year uh, rules go like this. One. The bourbon can have been released at any time ever. Okay. So it doesn't have to have been released in 2018. That's a better way of saying it, yeah. This, yeah. So bourbon of the year, we take into account any bourbon that was ever released. Okay. Rule two is that either me or you must have tried it. Yeah. So we can't include a bourbon that just happens to be popular if we haven't tried it. And the third rule is that this is our list and we don't care what anybody else thinks of it. Okay. And um, previous scores... Are not taken. Are discounted as well. They are. So if we've reviewed something that got a, let's say, stag, 
I gave it a 10, you gave it a 9. Yeah. If it doesn't enter the list or make uh, Bourbon of the Year, that's just because at this moment in time, we don't feel like it should be. Okay. And that's about it, I think. So what we've done is um, spent some time on this, coming down to the initial list of 30 bourbons. And oh, and this year is slightly different because we it is bourbon, bourbons only. Yeah, in the past yeah. we've included a few ryes, haven't we? We have, yes. But this time it will be a, a proper body. Yeah, and I think making the list of 30 was, was difficult in itself, never mind getting it down to a top 10. It was, considering how many bourbons there are out there, and yeah. considering how many we've tried now, um, it, it's tough. But we managed to whittle it down to an initial list of 30, which we'll then break down to a cut of 15. Yeah. From there we'll cut it down to 10 and then the next stage is to order that 10 into uh, numerical order and then we should arrive at our bourbon of the year but and i also think what is really difficult for us is consistently trying the more expensive bourbons on a regular basis if you see what i mean because because of the old pappy you know everybody says pappy's up there whatever and we have to, we've tried them all apart from the rye but it's just it's almost like remembering what it was like. Yeah, so when was the last time you had a pappy? It was last year. Yeah. Yes. So we know we like the pappies. I like the 15, you like the 23 and the 10. But it's tough to remember exactly what they tasted like. And we can't keep refreshing our memory of them. Because one, our bourbon bar that we used to go to is closed down. True. That was the only place we had access to pappy. And the other thing is it's expensive. Well, yeah. And you can clearly spend your entire salary on bourbons and still not have tried them all. Yep, correct. And it's the same with the um, the BTAC collection. Yeah. So we had George T. Stag 2016 last yeah. year. And since then, we've not tried the 2017 version. No. Uh, or none of the other BTAC collection. And they are available, of course, to buy. Yeah, just not available to us at this <laughs> present moment in time. No, but we have tried some... We have tried some really well well popular and well thought about bourbons haven't we recently we have we also need to point out we're in the uk so it's not as if we have access to these in every bar around us this is if you walk into a bar at least in nottingham and find something that's not woodford or buffalo trace you're quite lucky you are and i think another important thing is we're not in london no if we're in london that would make a huge difference it was Uh, in i was in london or it would be sorry uh, in london a couple of weeks ago yeah in a bar that served chicken wings And I ordered a beer because I didn't think for one second they'd have any decent uh, bourbon in there. And on the way out, I passed the bar. They had the the BTAC collection (laughs) and every single pappy. Well, that's just not fair. No, and I didn't even have time to stay in there because it was a work event. So uh, I missed out on that. But we'll have to go there at some point before next year's body to try them. Yeah, and to see if um, any of them can make it to the last 30. Indeed, because we will see from this 30, which we're going to read out in a second, not many pappies made the list this year. No, and so. and, and that's because it just falls off the palate, doesn't it? Because you're not trying it regularly. They're, they're not fresh in the memory, are they? No. So do we want to read out, I know this was the most boring <laughs> part of every bourbon of the year we've done, but do you want to read out, Mr Pie, the top 30? I will do. Right, okay. Um not in strict alphabetical order, but almost. Uh, right, top 30 then is Angel's Envy, Blade and Bow, Blanton's Gold, Ray. Blanton's Single Barrel, Baker's, E.H. Taylor Single Barrel, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, Elijah Craig 12, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, Evan Williams Single Barrel 2004, Four Roses Single Barrel, George T. Stagg 2016, Hudson Baby Bourbon, Jefferson's Ocean, Jim Beam Black Extra Aged, Jim Beam Single Barrel, Makers 46, Makers Mark Cask Strength, Noah's Mill, Old Forester Statesman, Old Rip Van Winkle 10, Old Grandad 114, Rock Hill Farms, Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel, Weller 107, Weller 12, Wild Turkey 101, Wild Turkey Decades, Wild Turkey Rare Breed, and Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Do you think, <laughs> do you think anybody is still awake? <laughs> Look, we've had people asking about this podcast. We have. So that was the initial list of 30, which seemed like 100 as you, as you were reading it out. But that's uh, that we've got to break down. Okay. Okay, so we've got that list of 30 in front, in front of us. We'd already had a, a prelim yeah. um, to kind of to make that list. I just, I mean, I guess we've, we've spoken about those that didn't make it, but there are some important ones that didn't make it onto this. Um 
Wild Turkey 101 from the Austin Nichols one that we had in London when we were there. That's true. But we only had one small measure of it. It was very expensive, wasn't it? It was, indeed. And talking of Wild Turkey, this is the first time Wild Turkey 81 hasn't been on the list. How is that possible? I think there's just too many wild turkeys already on this list. And the 101 and the decades and the rare breed all kind of trump the 81 to some extent. In my opinion, yes. And um, this is a good example of where the the voting, the previous scores are discounted. Yes. Because that would be on there, wouldn't it? It would. Um, We've tried um, a load of Smooth Ambler this year as well. Yeah, we had the tasting event before our bourbon bar closed. Yeah, so we had the regular bourbon, the American whiskey, uh, the the 107 and the rye single barrel, of course, which rise not allowed we have we've tried the old forester 1870 um old granddad bottled in bond as well yep and uh, we tried some new ones that we picked up around the place in in airports such as town branch yes definitely not making this list <laughs> nice bottle though yes it's a lovely bo- bottle yellowstone as well we've tried yep uh one that we tried very recently boondocks which is a kind of angel's envy wannabe yeah and the four roses 130 130th anniversary edition yes which is not on this list no, no. Seems strange, doesn't it? Well, the the review will reveal why. Yeah, but we, I guess we should point out that we probably expected that to not only be on this list, but to be very high in the top 10. Yes. But it has not made our cut of 30. It has not. It hasn't. So uh, I guess look out for that review when it is. <laughs> <laughs> look, we like to be different, don't we? I don't, it's not necessarily even being different, is it? It's just, we like to be honest. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll look, we'll talk about that or we'll write a, more about that in detail later. Okay. So we've, we've preambled long enough, I okay. think. Should we jump into this 30 and make that initial cut down to 15? Okay. So how now we're going to do that? We're just going to pick out our favourites to start I th- with? I think that's, that's how we do it. So okay. go through the list of 30 and we each get uh, to take it in turns to put one into the top 15. Do you want to go first? Um... Yes, I think I will. Um, I think I will stick with... Stick with... I shall introduce Four as a single barrel. Four as a single barrel. I think it has to be. Double World Cup winner. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that one. Four as a single barrel. It's a, a mainstay of, of our website since the beginning, isn't it? Yes. Since we first tried it, first reviewed it, we've both loved it. Like you say, it's won two World Cups in a row. Uh, you recently got some for Christmas. I did. I got, my, I got a bottle from Mrs. Pie, actually. Yes. She'd remembered my previous wish list. Yeah, because she never asked me what I wanted for Christmas. Oh, she didn't. No, well, then that not was... not in terms of bourbon, anyway. No, that was a good uh, that was a good get then. If she, yeah, uh, I was very impressed. Ask. So I think, yeah, not not no one's going to disagree with four as a single barrel making uh, making the last fifteen. And it's also made the previous year's top ten as well. Yeah, both of them. And I would put money on it making it again. <laughs> but we shall see as we go along. So, yes. so that's my first first contribution. Okay. Uh, I am going to take across the Maker's Mark cask strength. I still think it's the best Maker's Mark version you can get. Okay. And very, very enjoyable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move that across. Wasn't that a little controversial last year? Not no. reaching the top ten. Um I think it was. I think Wasn't that... it Makers forty six that was controversial that I mean, we had the big argument over? I knew one of the makers was controversial. Because uh, Fighting Cock made a, a a late show, didn't it? It did. And I think it was yes. between those two whether it went on the top ten or not. And we tried it live on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, the Fighting Cock, that yeah. is. And yeah, it just snuck on. But no, I'm still uh, still a fan of the Maker's Mark cast strength, so I think it should make the cut for 15. Okay. Um, hmm. Next. I should point out as well that this is an unedited podcast. Oh, we yeah, sorry. Yeah. We don't edit <clears throat> Bourbon of the Year. We just like to have a recording of how we came to the top 10 and the Bourbon of the Year for you guys to listen to. So if you hear any typing or any banging, um, that's kind of just how it's going to be, I'm afraid. Okay. What I next want to put on is Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel. Uh, okay. Absolutely fell in love with that the first time I tried it um, at a tasting event. It just absolutely perfect almost a perfect bourbon for me that was almost a perfect bourbon yes almost that's that's quite a ballsy statement yes and i know i didn't give it a top top score but that's perhaps my memory is a little bit um i don't know a little bit wavy on that one but i just remember the first time you know you know the first time you try something and it blows you away yeah and that was definitely it and i have bought a couple of samples for that as well and it didn't Perhaps that's why my score was a little bit lower. It wasn't a ten or a nine, but it was it was a little bit lower. But I just fell in love with that one straight away. Yeah, 
I remember liking it more at the tasting event in the bar right. than I did subsequently trying. And clearly we don't do separate um, scores for nose, palate or finish, but the nose on it was absolutely incredible. Okay, well Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel yeah. moves across. I'm going to take last year's winner, which is George T. Stagg 2016. Okay. It's still amazing. It's still great. It's still is like a nuclear bomb going off in your mouth when you try it, such as the percentage, I think 72%. And have you, so how much of, of that have you got left, uh, that actual bottle? It's still, it's just behind you, so you can you can have a lot, there's still quite a lot left. And have you noticed any different, I mean, so how often do you nip into it then? Oh, not very often at no. all, considering how expensive it was and how much there isn't going to be left in the world, um, considering the limited edition runs of these things. So I'd probably have one every couple of months. Right. And every time it's still like the first time I tried it in the bourbon bar. Okay. And I think, uh, what's your thoughts on drinking or drinking the whole bottle in its once it's open rather than just keeping it for like five or six years uh well you know me (laughs) you can look around at my shelves and there's some that only have tiny bits in so i think we take different views on this if once you open a bottle you drink through it till it's gone well i i think once you get past two thirds then then it's as well to finish it off I, I, I think it changes slightly once once the air gets to it. And That's my excuse anyway. Yeah, and I think I take the opposite tract, which is, yes, it might change slightly, but I won't rush to finish off that last third. No. Just because that's where the bottles got down to. Okay. But I'm a, I'm a great believer in finishing bottles. You are. This is very true. <laughs> Hence why you don't tend to have many left. Um, no, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that's uh, George T. Stagg going over uh, as my next choice. So, Mr. Pye, yours? Um, I, well, I, endo- I endorse that because I think that's... I gave that a nine. Um, I, I, but I've only tried it twice, I think. Is it twice? Once or, once or twice. Once twice. or twice, yeah. Twice. Because you tried, tried it twice. in the bourbon bar to start with. Yeah. And then you tried some of mine. For the review, yeah. And that's... I gave that a nine, I think. You did? Yeah. And I gave it a ten. Yeah. It's okay. the highest scoring bourbon that we have on the league table. Okay. Talking of nines. Oh, Blanton's gold. I think you know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> yes. Blanton's gold. With that fruit on the nose, just that that's just... That's one I need to I need to invest a bottle in because I haven't got a bottle of that. They always have them at Gauntley's. Always. They do it? Yes. For, for what? A wanna? Uh, no, I think it's... 79 to 80. Oh, right. That doesn't sound too bad. No, it's not. Um, So, yeah, they always have Blanton's Gold in at Gauntley's. Okay. Um, Still, well, I guess it's a joint favourite now, scoring-wise, but it's still still my favourite, I think. Well, I should probably do the same thing then, and I'll take... My mainstay favourite over, so I'm going to take uh, Noah's Mill okay. over to the top 15. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't visit our site or listen to the podcast no. that has you know, should know now that that is my favourite mainstay. So Stag's definitely my favourite of all time that I've tried. Yeah, but Noah's Mill is the is the go-to because I can afford to keep replacing Noah's Mill. Yeah, well, yeah, you can because we, uh, I think I noticed it with twenty twenty pound off on Masters of Malt or Whiskey Exchange. Yeah, so it's down to like 50 quid. quid or something, yeah. Yeah, so normally you can find it for around 70 or so, but it, it's just a great drink. Yeah. And I've never noticed any major difference between um, whether I've tried it in a bar, whether I've tried it from Gauntley's or wherever. It, it seems to have that mainstay of quality. It's not an up and down bourbon. And it has those tastes and that flavour profile that I don't seem to get anywhere else. Still not that well um, loved, I don't think, out there. Uh, I don't think so either. You don't see it a lot on social media nobody was really talking about it no I th- I, well I think that, that I think that's true for the, all the Willet um, small batch range really well you, you see, see the, a lot do you you see the Willet pot still yeah. a lot but mainly it gets a kicking yeah and maybe it's the fancy bottle that is the the main reason for the uh, the kicking it gets but maybe it's just a bit too style over substance right but Noah's Mill not, not a big loved one out there so I'll keep flying the flag for it no um, have you put any pre-thought into this moving over? Because I, I, I haven't actually sat down and looked at that top thirty and thought which ones I'm definitely want to move move over. Uh, no, I'm okay. probably, <laughs> probably the same as you. We spent all of our time making the list of top thirty and maybe not. Well, I guess that what that's what this is for, isn't it? For us to look at it and if we get to that initial cut of fifteen, we want to change our minds. We can. Yeah. Okay. Um, a very new one for both of us, and I think you'll probably guess which one I'm going to choose now. Decades. Decades. Yeah. Yeah, wild turkey decades. For those of you who haven't tried it, 
I'm not. I'm not sure how to describe it yet because we haven't done a review on it. But oh my god, it's it's complex, isn't it? It's incredible, yeah. And it's but it but it's so expensive. Yeah, I paid two hundred pounds for it. I think you can get it slightly cheaper, right, online. But it seems to be the going rate is between one eighty and two hundred pounds. Yeah, you can probably get it for ten dollars in the states. And that is one. That's one of the reviews which is going to go up in uh, January. It is. Yeah, and it's probably a spoiler alert, but obviously we really liked it. <laughs> Hence why it's making this cut to 15, but it was every time you revisited it, yeah, you get something else from it, yeah. And well, clearly, we said about spoiler alert, but the nose, the nose on it was super complex, as you could imagine, I guess, for a bourbon, a bourbon mash bill between 10, 10 and 20 years of age, yeah, which could be 90% 10, yeah, and then everything else is after that, but who knows. But the taste of it after that nose, it was like, wow, yeah, explosion, it was pretty damn good, pretty damn good. And I don't think I've actually read many reviews on it uh, on on the Tinterweb. I, I imagine not many people are splashing out no. on it. No, I suppose not. Um, but it yeah it gets my backing for this top fifteen as well. Yeah. Okay. Next one to come across. I'm going to take the E H Taylor small batch. Okay. So I don't think we had this last year. I think we only had the single barrel. So it didn't it didn't come up for discussion last year. I think. And he, and he did get better scores than the single barrel. For me, I was, side by side, yeah. I had the choice when I bought the single barrel um, of that or the small batch because I was going to buy one or the other. And I thought, well, the single barrel um, is going to be probably slightly stronger and have more to it. And then I got the small batch a few months later and it's better. Yeah. It is better than the single barrel, in my humble opinion. And it's probably one of the better bourbons um, out there for bang for your book. So I think it's around £90. Wow. And for me, it's it's up there with the best of the best. I think we called out so much on the on the palette on that one, and sometimes we do struggle a little bit with with descriptors for the for the palette, you know, apart from the regular ones. But on that one, I think we managed to pull out quite a lot, if I remember. Yeah, we did, and it, for me, it's one of those that has the unique bourbon profile. Yeah. So it's oak, it's chocolate, it's caramel. There's a little bit of spice, but not too much to be overwhelmed. So when you go on a desert island disc, and they, and you you say I'll have a life uh, a lifetime worth of bourbon that fits your profile it fits it perfectly i mean that and stag and noah's mill all three of those fit it perfectly and that's why this is going to be a really difficult one for me you can't keep drinking stag though every day can you well i don't know if somebody supplies it you on desert island and they're just giving it you then you could you'd be falling over (laughs) you'd kill yourself (laughs) you may have to you may have to water it down a bit okay (laughs) i think what's the h taylor is that 50 percent um so like a 20 percent less than the the stag well, yeah, it's around about that. Um, so now it starts to get a little bit difficult. How many have we done then? So that's eight. Yeah, so let's just recap those eight then of the cut to 15. So, so far we've got Four Roses Single Barrel, mm-hmm. Maker's Mark Cast Strength, Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel, George T. Stag, Blanton's Gold, Noah's Mill, Wild Turkey Decades, and E.H. Taylor Small Batch. It's not a bad list. It's not a bad list. And I think uh, one which, sorry, some which were not on uh, consideration last year were the Wellers. That's right. We definitely didn't have 12. No. Uh, Had we tried the 107 before? I think we were sent a sample of the 107. I don't yep. think we've got a bottle of that between us. Are you going for one of those? I'm going for Weller 12, yeah. I'm going for Weller 12, which most people out there will be, well, will, won't disagree on because there's an awful lot of love out there for the Weller 12 and um, it's it scored very highly with us. I can't believe how cheap Weller 12 is in the States. What did that dude say? I think um, he said 18 or $19. $19, yeah. Do you think they can actually find it for that? Because that's insane. Over here it's £100. £100? Yeah, it's gone up. When I bought mine, it was around 60 right. or 70 The last time I checked for, for one available, it'd gone up to, well, it might have been $100, actually. I might be just talking crap. I think um, you paid 50-something pounds. For the last one. For the last one, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's gone up since then, but my, I may have seen it as $100, which would be equivalent of probably about £60 now. Okay. But, um, yeah, if you can get hold of that, and, and you can get hold of it in the UK, you can get hold of it um, quite local. I think the place in Leicester, um, they they sell it. Still a strange decision to go over screw top though. It's it is, of, yeah. One yeah. of the 
few screw tops out there that isn't a cheap bourbon. But why do they do that? What when you sit down and you've you've made you you've spent all that time, money, effort in making a great bourbon, and then, and the packaging department go, mm, we're a bit short on corks this month. <laughs> yeah. Is it all right to release it as a screw top? It's a, it is a strange one, isn't it? I mean, it's it makes no one. difference to the taste whatsoever, and probably is better for it actually because the cork can't snap, it can't go off. True, and that's why I think all the Japanese whiskies, um, like Yamazakis, all screw tops, um, because it just makes more sense. But there's no satisfaction in pulling that. Don't you have? No, we're going off topic a little bit, but we're good at that. But the hibiki is that not like a a cork in a decanter? The hibiki is yeah. not the Yamazaki. Oh right, okay. So the Yamazaki 18, uh, one of the most expensive Japanese whiskies out there. Screw top. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. But uh, so yeah, so there you go. So that's the old Forest Statesman. Um, I'm just my mind was wandering there, looking at the next one. I think I would go for Blanton Single Barrel, actually. Yeah. Now we've not had much of this, have we? No, I was I was bought a bottle for my birthday. Um, we'd tried it before, though. We'd had yeah, we'd had yeah uh, some of it at the bourbon bar. Yeah, and I think I had a sample of it at some point um, a long time ago. But you're the only one of us that's had a barrel a barrel. <laughs> Which <laughs> you're the only one of us that's had a bottle of this, right? Yes, and we've got we've still got the uh, Blanton's straight from the barrel sample. We have to taste and review. Yeah, we've not opened that yet. So um, I'm expecting a lot from that. But um, I scored this higher than you, actually. Yes. Well, for me, the Blantons are always too much on the spicy spectrum. Really? Yes. But it's very sweet nose, though. We've, we've always called that out. Yeah, the nose on those are completely different to the taste. Yeah. In fact, you called this a pepper bomb. It is a pepper bomb. Pepper bomb. Yes. That's where, for me, it, it falls off for the for the Blantons. I can appreciate the quality, but there's just too much spice in there. Do you not give it a mark for the bottle? <laughs> the, the bottle's pretty sweet. <laughs> the bottle is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And I think it's probably one of the most iconic bottles yeah. out there. Yeah. But we don't have a top 10 bottles of the year. Oh, no. But we could. It's we could have only... top 10 bottles. We could. Yeah. We should do that. We should do that. Right. If we ever get around to making any content <laughs> for the website, let's note that one down. Um, Talking of Blanton's, I noticed Blanton's Gold, going back to Blanton's Gold, was available in the whiskey shop uh, for £99. Wow. Yeah. So I popped in I popped in there just to have a, a nosy. You know, the, Christmas time, any time where anybody is ever in there. Yeah, it's, so it's usually busy. empty, isn't it? Yeah, it was so busy. And I noticed they had a row of Blanton's Gold. And I thought, hmm, yeah. There'll be a few people going in there looking at that saying, look how sexy that is. 99 quid, there you go. Yep. And lucky for anyone that got that for Christmas. True. I certainly didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next pick then. Um, It is getting tough now. So we're we're over halfway, aren't we, of the initial cut? Yeah. So There's only four more to go. I think I'm going to throw in there the Evan Williams single barrel. Yeah? Yeah. It's another one of those tastes like bourbon should taste. Okay. Okay. I've not got much of this left now, so it's running low, but it's a great, great bourbon. It has all those flavour profiles that that should go into a bourbon. Um, I think we said this was like licking the inside of a barrel. I'm sure that's the (laughs) tasting notes we got from this one. But it's so oaky and dry, um, but then with those underlying flavours of caramel and chocolate. Yeah, it's oak all the way through, isn't it? It is. From the nose. From the nose all the way to the finish. Right to the finish, yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of that. So I think for me it it deserves a shout. So you're not gonna you're not gonna get a 2004 anymore, though, are you? No, no, no. That's that's probably the last of that that's uh, that's going to be around there. Maybe you could do a bit of research on the better ones released since then. Well, I think we did try. I can't remember which one it was. And we in, tried a different in the bourbon bar. It might have been 2010. Okay. Um, and it still had that underlying oak. Okay. So I think it's it's there. Think, whatever you. I think you're right. You I think I've I think I've tried a, another single barrel. Um, in fact, I took some friends there, and I don't. If you remember, I think I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, it came to the end of the bottle. So my friend had the end of the, the bottle. I can't remember what year it was. And I had a different one. Oh, and tried okay. And you tried it. To see it. Yeah. yeah. Can you remember if there was any difference? There was a difference, yeah. There was? Yeah. Oh. But I wasn't too too sure if that was because it was a bottle that had been opened a long time and a brand new bottle as well. Probably. Probably. But, um, okay. So that's number 12 on the list. And we're in single barrel 2004. So we've got three slots left. <clears throat> three slots left. Yeah. You haven't made a shout yet or a move for Makers 46 which was a contentious point of the last years well we nearly got into a wrestling match about that (laughs) we did then we both realised that we're too old (laughs) and one of us would probably die (laughs) 
Um, well, I'm I'm toying between Rock Hill Farms and Old Rip Van Winkle Ten, but I I've not sampled them recently enough, really. That's, I don't think that's the problem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I know so. Um, so uh, I think I will go for one which is always one of my favourites, one that you don't particularly love, but I'm going to go for Woodford Reserve Double Oat. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I don't love it, but I've I've never found the um. The passion for it that, that you have. Right. Um, but do you remember the in- infamous incident where we tried this blind <laughs> on one of the podcasts? I, I, surely I called it out immediately. Weirdly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, I think you called it to start with when we first reviewed it, a chocolate bomb or something. And yes. when we did this blind, I did. I we that. couldn't pull chocolate out of the tasting notes, which was bizarre. No, no, no. I think you got that wrong. <laughs> But but fair, it's a it's a good it's a good bourbon. It is. Right then. We're down to the final two. So we've each got a pick left each. This is tough because now I'm torn between Well, I'll have I'll have an extra pick, won't I? It's fifteen. So you'll have seven, I would have I'll have eight. We'll have to decide the last one between us. <laughs> okay. Um so from my pick on this, it's I'm torn between throwing some love out there for Hudson Baby Bourbon, which I wrote off the first time I tried it, then tried it blind and bloody loved it. I still think it's good. Really? Yeah, I do. Is it better than other stuff on this list? That's the problem. Probably not. I noticed Hudson's Fall Grain didn't make it. Because it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a good drink. Where did we try that? It must have been in the bourbon bar. Definitely tried it this year. Yeah, we did not like that. It's that or Blade and Bow. Okay. So Blade and Bow is that weird ghost drink where you don't feel like you're drinking bourbon. It smells amazing. Then you try it and there's almost nothing to it. But bizarrely, I kind of like that. And for anybody who's not read the review of Blade and Bow, (laughs) that is... You must have a read that. That's where Mav was, I don't know, if he'd been drinking a little bit too much, but he went a little... A little. It was a bit of a cheeky <laughs> a cheeky review. Cheeky review, yeah. Um, but we've not been sued for it, no, so I imagine, I imagine it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Blade and Bow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull that over and we can debate whether or not to remove it um, when we've, we've got our final 15. So the last one then. The last one... Uh, okay, so no one's even spoke about Angel's Envy, but that's another one which is when the, was mem- the memory bank is there for that. But it makes the top thirty every time. Yeah, but it—I don't remember the last time I tried it. It's probably it's, two years ago. If he's made the top thirty every time, it's never made the top ten. Correct. Yeah. Um, just trying to think what else make us forty-six. Mm. Rear breed. 101. Which has been 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 in the top ten before, you know. It has. One oh one, which we both we both love one oh one. Yeah, there's no getting no getting around the I think Wild Turkey scores best overall of any um distillery that we have reviewed. If you oh, put yeah. all of the, oh, yeah. the bourbons together, it'd probably be four roses if we hadn't have tried the yellow label, which brought their average down True. quite a lot. But otherwise Wild Turkey just an average of eight for probably all of them. Really looking forward to trying the Wild Turkey Long Branch, which becomes available to us over here soon good it's yeah. been a while it's been out in the states for a long time yeah, it? yeah. Uh, very mixed reviews though but, but let's let's concentrate on the ones that we have tried so I think 101 gets my shout um, it's between that and Makers 46 I think um, Jim Beam single barrel was on the list don't forget which I think which it's, is... I think it's great um, but you tried it once no we've, I've tried it three or four times have you now. tried it three or four yeah, times yeah we've got a bottle I, of that I've tried it once you've so. tried it once yeah. yeah we've got a bottle of that and it's great I wouldn't say it's going to beat 101 if we want to put something into the top 15 no I wouldn't 101 then yeah 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 okay that means no Elijah Craig in the top 15 no Jim Beam well you're not a fan of the 12 are you uh, I, I know that no it, it it's a bit too it's a bit too peppery there but the single barrel uh, the barrel proof sorry is pretty good uh, have we reviewed that we haven't reviewed that have we uh, not yet not yet no not yet we haven't do you want to take Wild Turkey 101 over? Or Jefferson's Ocean didn't get a shout this year? No, it falls in... For me, that just falls into the category of not not enough. We've just not had enough this yeah. year. And Fighting Cock was in the top 10 what this happened? year. What didn't happened? even make the cut of 30 this year. <laughs> did we forget about it? I think we did. <laughs> uh, 
I think Wild Turkey 101 deserves its place. I agree. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. So the initial 30 has been cut down to 15. Yep. And those 15 are Four Roses Single Barrel, Maker's Mark Cast Strength, Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel, George T. Stag, Blanton's Gold, Noah's Mill, Wild Turkey Decades, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, Weller 12, Old Forester Statesman, Blanton's Single Barrel, Evan Williams Single Barrel, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, Blade and Bow, and Wild Turkey 101. Okay. Have you? Do you already know what your your bourbon of the year is? No, I don't. From that? No. No? No. I've, there's three for okay. me is that, that could pinch it at the last minute. Okay. So we've got that 15. We need to cut that down by five to have our final top 10 to do the deliberations over. Yes, and I think to save the time of the podcast, it's easy to just pick five... To cut five out. to cut out, of course. It? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah, I mean that's where this turns from things we like, though, into trying to find the negatives in something to move out rather than move across Correct. and talk about the nice ones that we liked. But yeah, it would be quicker. Yeah. So to save on time, then we've got five to cut from that list. I mean, I think the distilleries are going to be overjoyed actually making the the fifteen. <laughs> they yeah. Well, they've they've all been waiting, haven't they? Yeah. They've all been waiting for us to release this list. The, the emails we're getting, it's crazy. I can't even keep up with my no, inbox no no how i managed to keep up with three emails a day is <laughs> and two of those are spam <laughs> and one's from me when we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the latest we've ever left this isn't it um it is yeah but it, it should be up well it's be up in december so that's yeah. fine it's fine okay so anyway so what we're taking out um I mean, it's easy to think that the last ones that we chose were probably not the ones okay, that were, well, yeah, that makes sense. were the yeah. best. We could just cut out the last five that we chose <laughs> and keep the first ten. Do you do you have to be somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. I I would be okay taking out Statesman. It's had its shout. He's had his moment of glory. It's, it's, it made the last 15. It's good. We've shouted out that it's good. I would be okay with with losing it. Okay. And I'd be okay with losing Woodford Reserve Double Oak, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with you yeah. on that. It, again, it's had its shout. We've uh, we've mentioned it. No, no Woodford at all in the top 10. Yeah, mm. that's... That is that is strange, isn't it? A rare breed not even making the top fifteen. And um, Double O made number five in two thousand and sixteen. Wow, wow! But we were just starting out then. I mean, we've had so many bourbons since then. True, true. Okay, so probably only went in there because of me. Probably. So we have three more to cut. Do we want to keep two Blantons in there, or do you want to cut one of them? Ooh. Um. <laughs> Well, surely it's not it's not down to have a representative from each distillery, is it, or from each? No, I just wondered if they're brand. if they're too close together. I mean, is there because a huge there's two taste... single barrels? Well, no. Is there a, is there a huge taste difference between the gold and the single barrel that keeps them apart and needing to be both of them in the top ten? Okay, I guess it could. Well, that could be a fair point. Just Blanton's gold is just the export version, isn't it? I guess. Um, I don't know too much about the differences, but I mean they're also the single barrels, aren't they? So yeah, I mean, keep them in. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Um, is there any other obvious one to come out? Well, let's go through them and see if we would consider cutting. So four ronga, four, four rongas, four rongas, the four rongas is That's a surprise entry. <laughs> the four roses single barrel. I don't really want to cut that. No. Maker's Mark cast strength. I mean, I like it. You don't as much, I guess. So we, it could be up for a cut. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like that one. I don't think. Which is um, strange because you like Maker's Mark and you love the forty six. Maybe it's the high proof that didn't do it for you. You gave it a seven. Mm, okay. Could, okay. Could be up for cutting. Could be. It, the smooth ambler old scout single barrel. That would be my version of the Maker's Mark cast strength for you. I liked it, but not hugely. Oh right. Well, I yeah, I did. I think it was awesome. Um, I think we'd be mad to move stag out of a top 10 considering the scores that we've given it before considering it was last year's winner does that mean it stays in the in our top 10 until that bottle's finished then <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess it doesn't mean anything does it but it's for me I, I removing that would be crazy okay uh Blanton's gold and noah's mill i think they stay in just because they're staples of your favorite and my favorite yeah i think wild turkey decades that stays de- in. definitely That's- deserves its place E.H. Taylor small batch for me I'd have to f- have a fight with you if you wanted to remove that okay well a 12 what Queensby rules or... <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, 
Ah, 12. No? I wouldn't want to move it. No, nor me. Okay. Uh, I think Evan Williams' single barrel for me is, is a contender. To be moved. To yeah, be moved. I can see that. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah? Okay, yes. So we've removed Old Forester Statesman, Evan Williams' single barrel, Woodford Reserve double oaked. We need two more. I'm guessing Blade and Bowie's on that list as, as a possible to be removed. Um, well, I think it's... Hmm. I mean, it's, you gave it a six, which obviously isn't doesn't matter for Bourbon of the Year. No. But you didn't love it. And it is a very, very, very short finish. Yes, that did let it, let, let it down a little bit, didn't it, on the scoring? Um, okay, I think that's got to go there. Yeah. I mean, we can always <laughs> pour some if it's a choice between that and something else. But for now, we'll mark it as... As a, a gone. Possible. Yeah. Okay, well, it would make things easier if we did a Blanton's, if we lost a Blanton's, wouldn't it? Okay, which I'm guessing the single barrel would go over yeah, the gold. Yeah, I would say that. Okay, so if we remove that, our final 10 then would consist of four as a single barrel, the Maker's Mark Castremp, the Smooth Ambler Old Scout single barrel, George C. Stag, Blanton's Gold, Noah's Mill, Wild Turkey Decades, the H. Taylor Small Batch, Weller 12 and Wild Turkey 101. Okay, so the Blade and Bow then, that's the... It's kind of not not out yet, is it? No, but the only thing I would want to swap it out for would be the smooth ambler, which you want to keep in. So I'm really that's the only one you don't. You didn't... It, it blew me away when we first tried it, yeah. And then on the second um, sampling of it, it didn't impress me as much. Oh, I thought you were going to say Weller Twelve. No, no, I really like the Weller Twelve. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy for that to stay in. Should we leave that as our final ten then? Do you want to have a little pour of blade and bow versus? What's in contention? Yeah, so have a look at the list while I pour as a blade and bow. Could it... Well, maybe if I say George T. Stagg, I get a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should have a George T. Stagg at the end to celebrate... Gambler Old Scout single barrel, Maker's Mark cast strength, and Four Roses single barrel. Okay, so for once, I don't think these are in the right order. Sometimes we end up with um, the top ten just being in a pretty good order. Yeah. For me, these ones are not. So, how do we want to go about this? Um, I can't remember how we did it last time. I think it's easier to... Start from the bottom up. Okay. Don't you? So Wild Turkey 101. I mean, as it just scraped in, do you want to put that as a provisional 10? Yeah, okay. Fair point. I don't think it's made a top 10 before. So this might be its first ever yeah. appearance on yeah. the top 10. Well, a 12. For me, that that's in the top five for me. There's a high, high as five? So apart from the Maker's Mark cast strength, we don't have another Wheater in here. Right. I'm becoming more of a fan of the Wheaters than... Uh, than ever, I think. Uh, true, yeah. We both gave it an eight. Yeah. Um, and somebody asked somebody asked recently, what's the creamiest bourbon we would recommend? Yeah. And uh, and that one sprung to mind. Yeah, I mean, wheaters are naturally yeah. creamy, aren't they? Yeah. But that one is definitely there. Put it provisional five or six? Yeah, yeah five or six, yeah. Okay, let's put it as six. Same person also asked for the creamiest rye, and I couldn't really think of one. <laughs> they don't really have that profile in no. them, do they, the ryes? Okay, and then E.H. Taylor Small Batch. Now, for me, this is one of the three that I was talking about as possibly my favourite of the year. Really? Yes. Well, it's that good. That good. Um, maybe we come back to that one, because I would put it in the top three, and judging by your face, I'm thinking you wouldn't. Well, I think I've forgotten about it, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, previous scores, not to be counted, but it did score very high. It did. I had some yesterday, so yeah. maybe that's... Did you? Yeah, so maybe it's, it's high up in my, uh, in my memory bank because of that. Okay. Um, so just... where do you want to put that provisionally then? Three or four? Let's put it as four. Four, okay. Yeah, four provisionally. Wild Turkey Decades. I mean, is that a provisional one or two? You see, that's in top three for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. same. Same. Top three. That's that's the that's the um, sneaky one, I think, this year. I'm so glad I've tried it. Provisional one or two? Possibly. Let's put it provisional one for now then. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it can change. <laughs> Next is Noah's Mill. Excel's just said, really? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I mean, this came first the first year, second last year. Do we just want to move it down one every year? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, uh, as more and more bourbons tasted, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's possible, isn't it? Do you want to put it at provisional five for now? Yeah. Blanton's gold. Oh, this is difficult. It, this it? is very difficult because you're going to want to put this in the top three, aren't you? Um, I'm going to want to put Smooth Ambler in the top three. So that means um, Blanton's Gold has a choice currently of seven, eight, or nine, unless you want to move Weller out of the way or... Well, let's put it at seven for now. Okay. George T. Stagg, last year's winner. Provisional two? Yeah, okay. And then Smooth Ambler, which for you is going to have to go Provisional three, isn't it? For me, yeah. Because otherwise it's eight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's put that as Provisional three. Maker's Mark Cast Strength is going to have to go provisional eight or nine. Let's put it as nine. Nine, okay. And then we have four rows of single barrel would have to go provisional eight. So, so the top ten at the moment then provisionally would read as Wild Turkey Decades at one, George T. Stag 2016 edition at two, Smooth Ambler Old Scout single barrel at three, E.H. Taylor Small Batch at four, Noah's Mill five, Weller 12 at six, Blanton's Gold at seven, Single Barrel Four Roses at eight, Maker's Mark Calf Strength at nine, and Wild Turkey 101 at ten. I noticed Four Roses Single Barrel is the same as last year. Eh? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Um, so there's, for me, Smooth Amber Old Scout Single Barrel being at three. Does that not sit well with you? It's it's, it's just too high. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have any to try against anything else, do we? No. No, we don't. Otherwise, I'd have a taste off between that and the um, E.H. Taylor Small Batch. But then... I don't know, arguing over three and four doesn't seem massively worth it. So I'd be okay, I think, with that. You would? I think so. I mean, I'd like E.H. Taylor small batch to be higher, but and cope. Well, I can cope. I can cope as well. Okay. So then everything else is looking okay, unless you want Blanton's Gold to move up above Weller or Noah's Mill. So it's currently, Blanton's Gold's currently a seven. Does that need to be higher for you? It is going lower and lower every year. It is. Well, the 12's good, though. It is. It's all much of a muchness, though, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, I guess the difference between seven and six... Is one. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Resident (laughs) maths genius, Mr. Pie. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, are you happy with that list? Or do you want to... I'm happy with the... I I mean, if we keep Smooth Ambler at three and E.H. Taylor at four, I will point out that I'd like that reversed, but I'm okay with that staying. And then we just need to decide, I guess, on our top two then. You happy with Noah's Mill in five? Yeah, I think everything above it, apart from the Smooth Ambler, I would say deserves to be above it. Okay. Um, Is there anything below it you think needs to be above it? For me, no. No? Um, Unless you want to move anything. But, I mean, it's probably a while since you've had Noah's Mill. It is a while, yeah. Um... But I know it's your go-to. It is, but this is a joint list. Yes, I know, but so, we have to compromise, don't we, as well? Okay, well, if I'm compromising on Smooth Ambler being at three, we could keep Noah's Mill at five. Yeah. Okay, and then I'm happy with Wild Turkey at ten, Four Roses at eight, where it was last time. Yeah. Uh, Maker's Mark at nine, the cast strength. I think they're pretty good. I'm pretty happy with all of those, I think. Yeah. All right, so it's just down to the botty now, then. Which one is the bourbon of the year? We've got Wild Turkey Decades and George T. Stagg. Last year's winner. Yeah. Do we need to do a uh, a taste off between these two? Uh, because think... for Wild Turkey Decades, pretty fresh in our minds. We reviewed it a week ago. True. Um, do you have a do you have, do you have a favourite now? Right now, I'd be leaning towards Decades over Stag, just because it's you would. It's super recent. I'm surprised about that. It's only because it's so recent and it was something completely different. Yeah. Maybe we need a face off. Huh? Okay. Right. Pass me your glasses. Um, I will go and refresh them. You can just entertain the masses. <laughs> By masses, I mean three people <laughs> while I refresh these glasses. So it looks as though we've yeah we've settled on three to ten. So uh, Smooth Ambler Old Scout third, E.H. Taylor Small Batch fourth, Noah's Mill fifth, Weller 12 six, Blanter's Gold seven, Four Roses Single Barrel, which has made it into the top ten again. Third year on the trot. Is that the only one that's done three years on the trot? Let's have a look. Uh, Blanter's Gold has as well. Any more three years on the trot? I'm just having a quick look at my notes. Um... Oh, Noah's Mill. So Noah's Mill, Blanton's Gold and Four Roses Single Barrel are the only... We have to make a call. And unfortunately, the call has to be... Now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I know. Okay. Are we going to have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just try the stag one more time. See, before revisiting that then, I thought I was clear in my head that Decades was going to take it this year. Well, no. it was it's my it was my favourite from the beginning. From you know, yeah, from from everything we've tasted this year, the decades was was streets ahead for me. Yeah, 
it's not beaten, George Tissot. It's not, is it? It's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that as well, because this could have, t- podcast could have gone for an hour there. It, it's, it's just not, is it? No. How could we forget so quickly how fucking good that stag is? Because it's £500 a bottle, you don't want to drink it. £500 a bottle if you can find it cheap. Well, yeah, it won't, it won't be that now, will it? So I'm going to swap these over. Okay. So for the second year in a row, then. We have a habit of this. Well, it's not only as the, the public have a habit of having the same winners. Yeah, well, it is what it is, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, we can only go on what we're tasting, but I think it just proves, though, that something that expensive, like Stag, that you can't drink all the time, you forget mm. how bloody good it is because you're not drinking it regularly. And at 500 to a £1,000 a bottle, you're never going to drink it regularly. No, but there's going to have to be some kick-ass bourbon coming out. That beats that. Well, what we try for the first time next year to beat that again, yeah, isn't it? it is. But are we only going to ever try this like once a year now? <laughs> Well, you have the opportunity to try it more regularly. Um, I do. But like I say, I probably tried this a few months back. The stag was the last time I had it. And when I tried the decades a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever it was we tried it, I was sure in my head it was going to be better. But retasting the stag, it isn't. It really isn't. So, So, bourbon of the year for the second year running is George T. Stag. Congratulations. Well done. And very, very, very close runner-up It was is the Wild Turkey Decades. In fact, only pipped by the fact that we opened the bottles. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I think I'd have put Decades at one this year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if we'd uh, recorded this anywhere other than your house, we would have probably have gone, gone for Decades. Decade, yeah. yeah, in my head, before we started this, it was between Decades, Stag, and the E.H. Taylor Small Batch for me. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be the E.H. Taylor Small Batch, and I thought it'd be Decades. So there we go. There we go. Bourbon of the Year, George T. Stag, 2016. We've managed to just go over an hour. Well, that's not too bad. No, an hour of us just randomly talking. No Tufta, no Bourbon Battle. Can you even remember those things that we used to do? Um, only because I listened to the jingles. <laughs> the jingles <laughs> were good. So there we have it. This is the top 10 in order. Number one, George T. Stagg. Number two, Wild Turkey Decades. Number three, Smooth Ambler Old Scout Single Barrel. Number four, E.H. Taylor Small Batch. Number five, Noah's Mill. Number six, Weller 12. Number seven, Blanton's Gold. Number eight, Four Roses Single Barrel. Number nine, Maker's Mark Cast Strength. And number 10, Wild Turkey 101. So if you have any comments about that top 10. Yeah, feel free to let us know. Feel free to let us know, yeah. You normally do. And again, these are our top 10 and they're our top 10 favourites at this point in time. Doesn't mean they're the best. No. Doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. Just right now, at this point in time, before the end of the year, this is our top 10 list. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Let us know on Twitter at Bourbon Gents, Facebook, Bourbon Gents, Instagram, Bourbon Gents. Pinterest. Oh, well, and Pinterest, yeah. Bourbon Gents. <laughs> Bourbon Gents, yes. <laughs> okay. And next time you'll hear from us will be for the World Cup. So I hope everyone's getting ready for that. It comes oh, up in March. It is in March, yeah. And I can't wait for that now. What country is it in this year? Uh, I think it's going to be hosted by Brazil. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So we should at least have a hot one. (laughs) Okay. So um, thank you for listening to this uh, hour's worth of us just deliberating. But we've come to that, that number one of the year. So for me, it's goodbye. And I hope you have a happy new year. Yeah. Yeah. So happy new year from the Bourbon Gents. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye.